Hey guys, welcome to the number 241 ever episode of Always Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards getting swept by the Hawks. Not only not not only losing Game One, which we will break down, which was a monstrosity of failures, they also lost Game Two and then backed it up with a humiliating loss to the Philadelphia 76ers because they really just did not play well at all. And then with all that, also preview their matchup tonight against the Detroit Pistons. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, and view. But you know what? Let's not waste any time here. Let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Cobra. So let's start off this episode here by recapping. We'll go from the um, most late, uh, the um, least recent to the most recent. So let's start off with our first game against the Atlanta Hawks. Goodness gracious! I mean, this was a game that the Wizards could have easily won. A game where Kyle Kuzma shot very efficiently from the field, put up twenty-five, ten, six, and two in thirty-five minutes of play. With a very good plus minus. And then game where Christoph Sporzingis, 7 of 22 from the field, 7 of 10 from downtown, 43 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and controlled the pace of the game. You know why they lost the real deal, not twisted steel in this game? Bradley Beal. 8 assists, great. The 5 turnovers was a monstrosity. It was really just not that good at all. And if you look at this game down the stretch, if you rewatch this, Beal forgot to pass the ball, traveled, uh, missed shots. It was a monstrosity of failures. I'm sorry I've said monstrosity uh, 10, 15 times, I feel like, already in this episode. But it's completely true. Everything in this game was a monstrosity, and it was because of Bradley Beal. When you pay someone $251 million, you have to expect them to come up with the big plays at the end of the game. And there's no other way of saying Bradley Beal did not. He just did not. And the top part is, despite... Allowing the Hawks again, I may add, not learning from their mistakes again, allowing them to score, um, had to have seven double-digit per game scores. I may add Jalen Johnson getting to the double-digit mark in 19 minutes. Not only did you have Trey Young put up 28 on great efficiency, not only did you have DeAndre Hunter put up 15, not only did you have DeJounte Murray, someone else still put up 17 despite shooting the ball horrifically in this game. Not only did you all of that, but over the past minute or so of the game, you got you allowed eight points in about a minute. That's a, a a sixty or that's sixty seconds eight points. That is inexcusable. Inexcusable. There's no other way of describing that. That's inexcusable. That means they were scoring a shot. They were getting at least one point every fifteen seconds. Do you, am I the, you should understand why I am frustrated here. 
you you have to understand here a little bit why I can be frustrated with this team. I really want them to succeed. But when you have a game like this where the, the NBA is basically giving you the win and you blow it away because your star can't knock down a shot at the end of the game, it's sad. Corey Kisper had a great game. There's nothing else you can ask for him. He shot the ball efficiently, scored off the bench. You know, he did he did what you asked him to do. Um, someone that is a little concerning me and he uh, is a little concerning is Denny Avdia. He played 23 minutes, one of six from the field, two points, eight rebounds. And this was a guy that we were looking at who seemed to be really thriving ever since Rui Hachimura left. And over this past three weeks, month or so, he really has started to go back to the old Denny Avdia where he's not really scoring the ball. He's not really... He's not being a liability, but not playing amazingly on defense. So I really think if the Wizards do want to make a run here at the playing, because if the season ended today, I think they'd be the 12th seed uh, behind the the Pacers, or maybe they're in the 11th seed after the Pacers lost. Uh, no matter what it is, if they want to make a run at forget the playoffs, they play in. I think they need Denny Avdia to step up more. I need Bradley Beal to play better in the clutch. If they could do those things, you know the Wizards can win. But for Trey Young to play 33 out of 48 minutes, and um, you know and have him put up 28 and 10, and then so many other things. They were given the keys. You know, the Hawks didn't have a great coach game with Quinn Snyder, and, uh, yep, they were still able to get the job done. And you could complain about many things. It was really because of Beal. If Beal would have came up with one of those final possessions, forget two or three of them, like your 251 uh, Mega Max superstar contract guy would would usually make, forget just one, the game is tied. If he makes two or three, like, again, your superstar usually does, you have a different story. This game was on Bradley Beal. No other way of explaining it. And then in this one, 114-107 win there for the Atlanta Hawks was really interesting. I was not able to see a lot of this game, but the Hawks really were contained when it comes to scoring the basketball where only five players crossed a double-digit mark, uh, those being Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sadiq Bey, Jalen Johnson was held in this game this time. DeJounte Murray still shot inefficiently. Trey Young, of course, had a great game, and then it was DeAndre Hunter. So those were the uh, the five guys right there. So you think, you know, all right, this is the game the Wizards can definitely win. Well, no, I mean, not when Denny Avdia scores five points. Not when Corey Kispert shoots 20% from three. Not when Monte Morris does, um, you know, let me see, nothing offensively besides pass the ball. I appreciate him passing the ball. I appreciate him having a low. And he didn't even have a low assist to turnover ratio, so that's not good either. Um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, it was an interesting game, to say the least. I mean, Free throw shooting was inexcusable, uh, below 80%. That's usually inexcusable. Three-point shooting was inexcusable. For an NBA team in 2023 to shoot 26% from downtown is pathetic. Pathetic. There's no other way of describing it. And I'm sorry that this episode has basically turned into me ranting about the Wizards, but that's what happened. You shoot 26% from three. I, I I don't know what to tell you. If Corey Kispert knocks down a few more shots like his role is, the Wizards may win this game. If Bradley Beal uh, makes just a few more shots, I mean, instead of shooting 11 to 24, even though he put up 27 points, he got to shoot the ball more efficiently. Or if he had a positive plus minus, maybe the Wizards win this game. Or if they got the ball to Daniel Gaffermore, because he seems to be the only per- person that's playing really good basketball right now for the Washington Wizards. They got to figure something out, because I don't think the Hawks played overly well in this game, but the Wizards still lost. Why? Your guess is as good as mine. Again, I didn't see much of this game. I think the key was just the inefficiency. Shot well from the field, but shooting 26% for three on 27 attempts. Not going to happen, especially when the other team is shooting 48% downtown. 
you, you can't have that much that that big of a difference. A twenty-two over a twenty-two, nearly a twenty-five. No, excuse me, nearly a twenty-three percent difference in three-point shooting. You cannot have that happen um, in an NBA game and expect to win in two thousand twenty-three. You just can't have that happen. And then. Oh, last but not least, it's this game against the Philadelphia 76ers, where I also saw very little of the game. But uh, I think that may have been for the better because they lost by, uh, let me do some math, 17 points. I mean, when a team plays, uh, runs like, I feel like a a, a 14-man rotation, you could tell that the game was a blowout. Shout out to Corey Kispert. He responded 25 points for him. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, two words, 13 points, four assists, minus 13, didn't make a three-pointer. I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Chris stops Porzingis, nine points, six rebounds. I get Joel Embiid's good. Trust me, he's the second-best player in the league. If we're paying Kristaps Porzingis a max contract, he needs to do more than nine points when he's not going against the Detroit Pistons or the Atlanta Hawks. He just he has to be able to prove that he could go against some of the top bigs in the league. He has to. If not, this team is going to go nowhere. For your seven foot three big man to shoot four fifteen from the field, talk about pathetic. If there was a word called patheticism, that would be the word patheticism. I should create that word in the English dictionary. And then um yeah, Denny Avdi has to get things going. This is very embarrassing at this point. One of eight from the field. I don't know how. Uh, that is even possible. And then, big surprise, guys, 23% three-point shooting for the Wizards. If they could just shoot more efficiently from three and not have Bradley Beal have a monstrosity of a performance every other game, they'd be good to go. But uh, that didn't seem to happen over here in the stretch. Sorry that I was ranting about the Wizards. If they lose tonight, the podcast may just be over. I, I, I would contemplate ending the podcast if the Wizards lose tonight against the Detroit Pistons, a team that at this point in the season has 53 losses. Guys, 53 losses. The injury report, we could be here all day if I read out all of them for the Detroit Pistons. Corey Joseph, Isaiah Livers, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jaden Ivey, Alec Burks, Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, Hamidou Diallo, and of course then Kate Cunningham with that injury. So yeah, a lot of injuries for the Wizards. It is Kyle Kuzma. That's it. Kuzma is hurt. Um, but yeah, this should be a um, an interesting game, uh, to say the least. All right, so let's uh, see what's gonna happen here. The really injured Detroit Pistons team again. If the Wizards lose, it would be very disappointing. The starting lineup for the Wizards with Al Kuzma should look something like Monte Morse, who has to step it up since he came back from injury. He hasn't yet. He has to start stepping up. Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Denny Avdia, Christoph Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford, and then. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons, your guess is as good as mine on who is starting, but I think it should look something like Killian Hayes, RJ Hampton, Rodney McGruger, Eugene uh, Amori, and James Wiseman. Again, if Eugene Amori and Rodney, Rodney McGruder and RJ Hampton are starting for your basketball team, there is a good chance you will not win. Unless it's the Wizards. I'm just kidding. I do have the Wizards finally getting a W here, 119-109. Starting off with my Cobra's catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game because of Detroit's lack of perimeter defense. The Pistons haven't had a great defense the entire season, even when they are healthy, as they're 29th in scoring defense, allowing over 118 points per game. But now without Jaden Ivey, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Alec Burks, 
with all of them out for this matchup, they're going to have no defense on the perimeter. And even though those guys are the greatest defenders, not even speed to keep up with guys like Beal, Porzingis, and Avdia. Beal, Kisper, excuse me, and Avdia. The Wizards will put up nearly 120 points because of this. And because of that, they will end a three-game losing streak and get back on track with a W. My surprising statement, I think James James Wiseman will have around 25 points in this matchup. The number two overall pick really never got his groove in Golden State, but has averaged over 13 points a game now with Detroit since being traded at the deadline. In fact, he put up 21 points the last time he played the Wizards, which was uh, a few games ago when Daniel Gafford knocked in the the shot after a big surprise Bradley Beal um, uh, airball in the biggest moments. And even though he will be guarded by great paint players like Christoph Porzingis and Daniel Gafford, he'll be the primary offensive option and will take enough shots to get to that 25-point mark. Will he shoot efficiently? That's a different question. Will he score the ball? Yes. Spread time, the Wizards are 13.5-point favorites over under 221. I like the Pistons in this one to cover the spread and lose by 10. Over under 221, I would pick the over. I have 228 in my matchup. My over under is 225. I'd pick the over, still pick the Wizards as 11. I mean, I would still pick the Pistons as 11-point underdogs. From That's my spread. Fantasy Outlook, I have Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis, each getting 55 to 60 fantasy points. I have James Wiseman getting 50, possibly 60 fantasy points if he does go off. And then Denny Avdi, I do think, will get his groove going with the lack of perimeter defense and maybe get back on track and kind of start another stretch again here for Denny, uh, getting 30 to 45 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Wizards a 93.2% chance of winning is a little off. And I get picking the Wizards to win by a decent amount because of this injured Pistons team that's lost 53 games already this season, but giving a team that has lost their last three games and is 3-7 and seven coming out of the All-Star break, giving that team a 93% chance of winning in a basketball game, doesn't matter who they're playing, it's absurd to me. I think they should be more 80-85% favorites, but 93% favorites to me for this Wizards team is absurd. It's just crazy. It's plain crazy. And last, but certainly not least, who you got? I think Kristaps Porzingis will have a great game tonight. Well, I think James Wiseman will have a great game offensively. That doesn't mean he'll have a great game defensively. Porzingis has significantly more height, and his ability to stretch the floor will confuse a guy like Wiseman with his lack of perimeter defense. Porzingis will be the key in this Wizards victory. I say he has 35 points, 13 boards, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 9 of 17, around 53% shooting from the field, 3 of 7, 42.8% 3-point shooting, and a lockdown, all 8 of his free throws, that's 100%. 50-40-90 club in this game, 4 fouls, 2 turnovers, and a Wizards win, finally. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Um... I hope you guys do enjoy some college basketball coverage over on the Cool Sports Network, uh, Cool Sports Newsletter, ChaseTheSportsNews.com, and Sports for Kids. And I actually just interviewed a UConn announcer to talk about what the UConn men's uh, Huskies basketball team uh, could do. And I know some people like Jay Billis are actually picking them to win the national title. So uh, link in the description to all that stuff. And then uh, we haven't posted it yet, but we do have a uh, on Sports for Kids a March Madness preview of one hour. We already recorded it. We're just going to post it as soon as we do get the recording back. Um, Immediately, as we do, will be out by Thursday, of course. But, yeah, hope you guys, uh, please check out all my links down there. Hope you guys um, did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Go Wizards. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.